Welcome to the Victory Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. At Victory, we value love in action through growing, connecting, serving, and giving. We work to show God's love and share His truth as we love and serve the Lord Jesus Christ together. Here's this week's sermon by Pastor Terry Green. All right, ship's captain, Edward Smith. Who is this guy? Well, he was a guy who didn't listen very well. He was warned of potential danger, but he was sure his ship could handle it. He repeatedly ignored the warnings he received. He was too busy celebrating his big, beautiful ship and his awesome position that he didn't pay attention to the risks. He was responsible for the safety of more than 2,200 passengers and crew, and more than 1,200 of them died because he didn't pay attention. On April 14, 1912, Captain Edward Smith's famed ship, the Titanic, struck an iceberg, and the ship was soon destroyed, sinking to the bottom of the ocean. What if he had listened? How many lives, how many families would be changed? I'm sure he asked himself, why didn't I listen? during the final two hours and 40 minutes of his life, between when they hit the iceberg and when the ship went under the sea. So, question to start out with today, would people consider you a good listener? Would they consider you to be a good listener? If they were giving you a rating, would you get a five-star rating? Two-star? Would you get a zero? People want someone to listen to them. They want people to truly hear them. We long for that connection. And God wants you to be someone who listens. You can get better at it. And we're going to look at some practical things today on how you can get better at it. We're going to look at and a couple of verses in James chapter 1, focusing on loving enough to truly listen. Loving enough to truly listen. Isn't that a great picture? I don't know where Megan found that, but that was great. Now, I have to make a confession here. I need this just as much as you do. I don't listen as well as I could. I work at it, consciously aware of it, but there are some days, in fact, I shared with some of the folks in the church where recently Kathy was telling me something and, and she said part of it and I started talking and she said, you know, I'm pretty sure you can't hear me as well when you're talking at the same time. And she was very polite about it. But we all need to work at this. And this is important. This morning we're going to look at why it's important, and then we're going to look at how to make it happen in your life. What can you do? So we're going to start out looking in. Okay, I know there's some folks who are new here today. When I stop to catch my breath, don't worry about it. Okay? I'm not having a heart attack or an asthma attack. Or I have some issues going on that hopefully the doctors will be able to correct in the coming weeks. But... Uh, if I can't catch my breath, I, 
I'm fine if you worry about that one, okay? <laughs> but, but just be patient. I'm sorry, that's the way God lets my body work or not right now. So that's life. So I will have to stop and catch my breath a lot, and that's okay. James chapter 1, and look at verse 19. So then, my beloved brethren. He's writing to men and women who are believers, people that he cares about. We are supposed to have show love to people. We're all supposed to have some affection toward those who are brothers and sisters in Christ. Let every man, and that word man comes from anthropos, in every person, every human being, not just males, although maybe males need to work at it more. Do you think so, ladies? <laughs> well, I thought I'd hear a lot of ladies saying amen there. So, uh, Let every man be swift to hear. Swift to hear. Slow to speak. Slow to wrath. For the wrath of man does not produce the righteousness of God. Swift to hear, slow to speak. Maybe when you were a kid, your parents told you, you have two ears and one mouth, and you're supposed to use it in that proportion. Listen twice as much as you talk. Any of you ever hear that from your parents? Yeah, I did. Um, and when James says be swift to hear, he means to listen with intention. To listen with intention, seeking to quickly understand and assimilate the information. Listen on purpose, attentively, with intention. To listen faster than you speak and to not speak until you've listened. Proverbs 18.13 says, He who answers a matter before he hears it, it is folly and shame to him. Listen before you speak, and listen faster than you speak. So why is listening so important? Why would James say every person needs to work on this? Be swift to hear, attentive, intentional listening. Well, the first reason why listening is so important is because God wants you to listen. God wants you to listen. 17 times in the New Testament, or in the scripture, the Bible says, he that has ears, let him hear. God wants you to be a listener. And uh, secondly, you can avoid costly mistakes if you listen. Now, I, before I became a pastor, I was a business manager, and while I was a business manager, I sometimes had to make a lot of decisions. Uh, most of my day was involved interacting with different level managers and making decisions and, that impacted the future of the company, but also part of the day-to-day. -day. I wasn't as involved in the day-to-day -day op operations as I was in long-term and future planning because of the position that I had. Uh, but I remember one manager coming up to me and he said, hey, I, I need you to sign off on this and, and blah, 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 and we can save money if we order Wow. And so my brain heard, save money if we do this. And I listened a little bit, and I signed off on it. And he took off and everything. Well, about three weeks later, I realized I had made a $5,000 mistake. Why? Because I didn't listen. I didn't clarify. 
I answered a matter before I heard it, and it was folly and shame to me. It cost the company a lot of money. Thankfully, they didn't take it out of my paycheck. <laughs> but, but it cost the company money, and I had to work hard to, to offset that. You can avoid costly mistakes if you listen. There are doctors, no offense to doctors in the room, there are doctors who don't listen. And the patient tries to explain, and the doctor is ready to jump in and prescribe or jump in and do surgery, and he hasn't listened to the full thing. Now, some of you have seen doctors that really listen and care. And you know what happens when you see a doctor who really listens and cares? It kind of stands out. And people can feel that way about believers. We are so ready to jump on with our Bible verse of the month, our Bible verse of the week. We're ready. We've got an answer. We got it. We have it here. And we need to listen. We can avoid costly mistakes that are costly financially or relationally. A third reason is listening is important because it can strengthen relationships. Strengthen relationships when you listen. In our culture, if somebody comes up to you and says, how are you doing? What's the expected answer? Or, or even sometimes to just say, how are you doing back? How are you doing? How are you doing? And that's a conversation. <laughs> but the truth is, sometimes we say, how are you doing? And we don't really want to know. My dad said there was a lady in, in their church who was always, she would give you a litany of all of her ails. And, I, and some people have a lot of health problems, but she would describe them all in detail. And so he said to me, when I was a teenage boy, never ask her how she's doing. <laughs> Just tell her, you're looking great today, Mrs. I won't say the name. <laughs> Why? Well, we need to listen to strengthen relationships, but some people make listening very challenging because they want to dominate over people. We're not going to talk about that side this morning. We will a little bit this evening. People want to connect with other people. People want to be valued. People long to be heard. Fourth reason why listening is important because you model the way God interacts with people. Jeremiah 33, 2 and 3 says, Thus says the Lord who made it, the Lord who formed it to establish it. The Lord is his name. Call to me, and I will answer you and show you great and mighty things which you do not know. God himself says, I'm listening. Are you praying? God calls us to speak to him. So listening is important because we model the way God interacts with people. So here's some tools for listening, some tools to help you listen better. And for each of these, I'm gonna share a scripture that works with it, but keep your brain wrapped around this idea from James, be swift to hear, listening with intention, with attention, on purpose intentionally, attentively listening. So number one, value their personhood. 
value people's personhood. It's easy to listen to somebody you value. So here we have a football player and a referee. Do you think they usually listen to each other really well? And not from what I see on TV, they don't. Uh, sometimes they yell at each other really well, but don't listen very well. But when you value somebody's personhood, it's easier to listen to them. In Acts 10.31, the angel came and told Cornelius something. You remember what the angel said? The angel said, Cornelius, and then he told him something about his prayer. What was it? Your prayer has been heard. Your prayer has been heard. Was Cornelius a believer at that point? No. But he was seeking God. Hebrews 11.6 says, God's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. He was seeking God, and God was paying attention, and God was listening, and God sent somebody, sent an angel to tell him, your prayer has been heard, and then sent him to go get the apostle Peter, so Peter could share the gospel with them. Because God values people, God was listening to Cornelius. And because God values people, God wants you to listen to one another. Ephesians 4.15 says, speaking the truth in love. So if we're supposed to be speaking to one another, what else are we supposed to be doing? Listening to one another. Speaking and listening to each other. A second thing that a listening tool is you need to be a lifelong learner. Be a lifelong learner. Now you start learning at a very young age. I, I love watching little babies when they don't yet know that their body controls their hand. You know, and they're laying there, and it, it's like they go like this, and they're like, oh, I saw something. What is that? You know, oh, there it is again. And then when they finally figure out they can control it, they, anything they can grab, they shove right in their mouth. So you never let them play on the floor with cockroaches. No. But, but any, they're, they're, kids are just natural learners. Now you guys acted like that was bad advice. You think it's okay to let them do that? You guys are weird. But no, no, you, you're automatically learning. That's how God designed us. We're learning and growing. And you know what happens sometimes? Uh, people get into adulthood and they stop learning. And they stop growing. I've read various studies and they say different things. Some of them say the average American never reads a full book after high school or college, wherever their education stops. They never read another book. No. I happen to love to read. I enjoy reading. I read for recreation. I read for learning. I read for both. Uh, I enjoy reading. I know some people don't enjoy reading all that much. So reading a book isn't necessarily... <coughs> well, I was right in the middle of the sentence. That was close. Reading a book isn't necessarily the best standard of whether you're a learner or not. Now, reading this book is a good standard. If you can't read well, get an audio Bible. You need to be in God's Word. Uh, but, but be learning. Lean toward learning. Try and figure things out. Be a lifelong learner. Now, 
the Bible tells us uh, about some stories about people who listen. And so this is a quiz time, okay? Just a few questions. Number one, David listened to some person that kept him from doing something he would have greatly regretted later. That person, who was that first person that David really listened to that was a woman? Abigail. Somebody said the name Abigail. Yeah, and Nabal's wife, Abigail, and after Nabal died, David then married Abigail because he realized she was a woman of wisdom. David listened. And after David heard her out, David said, praise God that you are here and saved me from doing something bad. And then there was a, a king, a pagan king, a king who did not follow God, a, thing, a king who was not listening to God, listening to the one true God. In fact, a king who kind of acted like he was God. His title was called Pharaoh, Pharaoh, and he listened to somebody. Who did he listen to? Sorry? Joseph. But Joseph, he listened to Joseph. Pharaoh said, I have this dream. And then Joseph came in to interpret the dream. And then Joseph gave, Joseph gave him some counsel. And Joseph said, you need to appoint somebody who can take care of this and do this and that. And Pharaoh said, I agree. You're it. How many of you have ever explained a need for something and then they said, you're it? Yeah, <laughs> that happens sometimes. Great idea. Now it's your job. Uh, uh, but Joseph did a magnificent job. Pharaoh listened to Joseph and actually much of the world was saved because Pharaoh listened to Joseph. And then there was this guy named Moses. And Moses, most of the people in the world recognized Moses as a great leader. Now, we believe that uh, Jews recognize Moses because he's in the Bible scripture, and Jews who are genuinely following the scripture should be trusting Jesus Christ. Uh, Jewish people who reject Jesus Christ are rejecting part of God's revelation, but uh, even they look back on Moses as a great leader. Even uh, those who follow the Muslim faith, which is not following the one true God, even they look on Moses as a great leader. So three of the great religions of the world look at Moses specifically as a great leader. And Moses was the leader who led Israel out of Egypt, led them across the Red Sea. And as he was leading them, he had an issue. And his father-in-law gave him some advice. What was his father-in-law's name? Jethro. His father-in-law gave him advice. And Moses listened. And because Moses listened, the advice of Jethro is still being taught at Harvard Business School today. It's still being taught around the world because it was very good business sense. Very good leadership training. And if Moses had not listened, it wouldn't be in Scripture, and Moses would have been frustrated in his life and his ministry. We need to listen. Colossians 3.16, teaching and admonishing one another. We're supposed to be conversing and listening to one another.
Now this does include kids. Any kid who has trusted Christ as their Savior, that kid now has the Holy Spirit of God within them. They're now fully a child of God, fully part of God's family. And sometimes we can learn a lot from listening to our kids. Sometimes they'll have insights and, and we can learn from them. Kids, it doesn't put you in authority in your home. Your parents are still the authority. And they will decide whether listening to you is a good idea or not. But learn from other people. Be a lifelong learner. The third thing, when you're listening, lean in. Uh, somebody we know calls it whole body listening. You, you lean towards somebody. I would model it for you, but I might fall down. I, I can't lean forward very well right now. So, But lean into people. Just, just model that. Lean toward people when you're listening to them. It puts you in a listening, learning position. Psalm 148, sorry, Psalm 145, 18 says, The Lord is near to all who call upon him, to all who call upon him in truth. The Lord is near. Move near. Now, if any of you are married to somebody who's hard of hearing, don't bother trying to talk to them when they're walking away unless you're going to yell really loud for them to stop. They're not going to be able to hear you. Years ago, um, before I had my hearing aids, um, there, a friend of mine was in church trying to get my attention and they were behind me. And they said, Pastor, and I just walked away. And they called Pastor a little louder and I just kept walking. I heard him, but no, I didn't hear him at all. And, and that person turned to Kathy and said, he really is hard of hearing. She said, yeah. <laughs> she lived with it every day. Uh, but physically, even if your hearing's perfect, it doesn't mean you're a good listener. You're a good listener when you incline yourself towards somebody. And it's interesting, the scripture says that's what God does. God is near. He leans into it. Uh, we move toward one another. We move closer, swiftly listening and not swiftly speaking. Don't you wish at the debates they would really listen to one another? But the, but the debates they have in politics, they're, they're shows. They're more like game shows. They, they just spout off things. They don't listen to each other. And, and right now in our culture, if we had a conservative Republican serving in office in Washington, D.C., and he had a conference and was listening to the liberal Democrats, he might lose some of his support. He might be attacked by members of his own party. And yet we're supposed to listen to each other. It doesn't mean we have to agree with everything, but we're supposed to show respect for people and listen. So lean in. Lean in. A fourth thing is be attentive. Be attentive. Stay focused. I like this picture. Now you, maybe you're wondering, why are those guys sitting so close? It's really simple. They're old guys. They have to sit close to hear each other. All right? Yeah, that's what they have to do. So they're sitting close. But the guy who's talking and the guy, they're both really focused. Be attentive. Be focused on other people. Psalm 4.3 said, the Lord will hear when I call to him. 
Isn't that amazing? Earlier in this service, we had somebody pray. When they prayed, God listened. And God wasn't listening because when John prays, God listens. God was listening because when God's people pray, God listens. When people who are seeking him pray, God listens, like Cornelius. God is the master listener. And we as the children of God are supposed to get better at it. The Lord will hear when I call to him. Psalm 35, 34, 15, the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are open to their cry. Years ago, we had a bunch of babies in the nursery and it was always amazing to us guys. You would hear a baby cry and one mom would get up and go to the nursery. And the guys would be looking around like, how does she know? I mean, it's a baby crying. But apparently, moms have the skill to tell that's their baby crying, to recognize the difference in baby crying. You know, I, I know when cell phones first started having differing ringtones and all that, originally it was different, but uh, a, a ringtone would go off and I would always look at my phone. And sometimes Kathy would say, your ringtone isn't like that at all. But all I heard was ring. And so we need to be attentive, listen on purpose, learn who's speaking. When we cry out to God, he hears us. And God doesn't hear us generically as, oh yeah, this is Christian number 7,452,357. No, he hears you. He listens to you. And he pays attention to you. Psalm 18, 6. In my distress, I called upon the Lord and cried out to my God. He heard my voice from his temple, and my cry came before him, even to his ears. Now, aren't you glad God never tuned you out? Never. God never says, oh, Dawson, man, later. I might. Felix might. His sister definitely will. But, but God never does. God never does. He's on full time, 24-7. He's there anytime you cry out. Don't you wish you could listen as well as God does? Aren't you embarrassed when you tune somebody out? You're listening and they ask a question and you're like, huh? I have to make a decision, but I wasn't listening. Careful, it could cost you five grand. Uh, listen attentively. All right, number five, listen to their heart, not just their words. Listen to their heart, not just their words. Uh, listen to this from Roman, I'm sorry, from Psalm 10, 17. Lord, you have heard the desire of the humble. You will prepare their heart. You will cause your ear to hear. God heard the desire. Romans 8, 26 and 7 says, Likewise, the Spirit also helps in our weaknesses. For when we do not know what we should pray for as we ought, but the Spirit himself makes intercession for us with groanings that cannot be uttered. 
Now he who searches the heart knows the mind of the spirit, what is the mind of the spirit, because he makes intercession for the saints according to the will of God. So when you're praying to God, God's hearing your words, but he's also listening to your heart. God wants you to hear not just the words, but to hear the heart. What's behind those words? What do those words mean? And sometimes we get obsessed about words in conversations with people. Well, you said, well, that's not what I meant. What I meant was, well, why didn't you say what you meant? Well, well, listen to their heart. And I'll tell you what I've learned from counselors. Counselors will tell you, counselors and psychiatrists and psychologists who are believers, they will tell you that when a person comes in with a problem, the problem they want to talk about is not the problem. The problem they start talking about is the problem that's a little bit more respectable, a little bit safer than the real problem they want to talk about. And if you don't listen to their heart, you will never get to the real problem. You'll be like the doctor who listens for two minutes, diagnoses and treats somebody, and it doesn't help because he didn't listen to the full problem. And so counselors say you have to really listen beyond what they're just saying. In fact, sometimes it's very important to hear what they're not saying. Because now some people use silence as a weapon, right? You offended me, so I'm not talking to you. Actually, I had a friend who, there was somebody else who was upset with him, and my friend said, yeah, they're not talking to me. It's great! <laughs> so the person was trying to hurt them by not talking to them. It didn't make a bit of difference. It just made that person's life better. But listen to their heart, not just their words. Swift to hear. Listening with intentionality, listening with attentiveness, listening on purpose. You need to listen to what they don't say, and you need to listen beyond the words. You need to hear their heart. And then number six, you need to rephrase and repeat it back to them. Rephrase and repeat it back to them. Now, here's a way you can do that. You can say, well, I think this is what I've heard you say. And then you repeat it back to them. Did I get it right? And they can say yes or no or clarify. And, and that way you're open, you're listening, they know you're available, they know you're being attentive. You can phrase it like that. Uh, and by the way, in all the other things we talked about, I've had specific verses, and I don't have a specific verse for this one. But it's clearly a pattern we see from God in Scripture. In fact, the most famous sermon in the Bible is from Matthew. It's called the Sermon on the Mount. It runs from Matthew 5, 6, and 7. If you have red letter edition, almost all of that's in red letter. And, and it's a message that Jesus preaches. And it's called the Sermon on the Mount. Why do you think it's called the Sermon on the Mount? Where was Jesus sitting? On a hillside. Yeah, he's sitting up on a hill, and he's speaking to people. Now, when you get in the Gospel of Luke, you find some of that same information phrased differently but they're not on a hillside. They're down in the flatlands. They're off the hill. And so 
Jesus himself spoke similar messages in different settings to rephrase and repeat so people could hear. Now, Jesus didn't have the problem we have. He wasn't hard of hearing, spiritually or physically. But he wanted people to get the message. So he repeated and he rephrased so they would get it. And you can say it back to people. And, and sometimes when you say it back to them, they're going to say, well, that sounds goofy. <laughs> or they're going to say, no, you didn't get it quite right. Or they're going to think, they understand. You're making a connection. Now, in John chapter 7, there's a story told about Jesus' brothers. Now, in some faith traditions that say they're following Jesus, don't really follow what the Bible says. They say that Mary was a perpetual virgin, that she was always and forever a virgin. But the Bible says that Mary and Joseph had other kids. They had at least four boys and probably at least three girls, because they call them all your sisters. They don't mention them by name. The boys are mentioned by name, and one of them is named James. And James went on to write the book of James. And James, the author of James, is the half-brother of Jesus Christ. He's the son of Joseph and Mary. Jesus was the son of Mary and God. But the other siblings were the son of Mary and Joseph. And so uh, Joseph, uh, James writes, be swift to hear. But in John chapter 7, there's a story told on James and his brothers. And they're picking on Jesus. They're making fun of Jesus. They're kind of mocking him that he has called himself the son of God. Well, if you're really the one, then go down and show off to everybody so the whole world can follow you. And now I, I just like to think that now as an older guy, James is a leader in the early church. And James is telling people, be swift to hear. I just picture James saying, man, I wish I'd listened to Jesus better. He was older than me. I could have learned from him growing up. I could have listened to him during his ministry. James did not become a believer till after the resurrection. He missed all that opportunity. He could have walked with Jesus. And he missed that opportunity. And so now he said, be swift to hear. Listen intentionally, on purpose. I'm not sure he's writing this to make up for what he lost, but I think when we get to heaven, we may find out that he wished he'd paid more attention when Jesus was on the earth before the resurrection, or before the crucifixion and then the resurrection. Uh, he might have. So you can't go back and change your past. Your past is done. You're here today. It's already March. Can you believe it? Wow. It's March. You can't go back and change the past, but what you can do is become a better listener moving forward. You can love people enough to truly listen, to be a good listener. That's what God does, and that's what God wants His people to be. Listen. I guess I should have started by saying, listen up! And you can't make people listen, but you can make yourself listen. And you can be a better servant of God when you're listening to the Holy Spirit, 
listening to scripture, when you're listening to other people, and showing God's love before you share His truth. Thank you for listening to the Victory Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. If you'd like to know more about Victory, please visit our website at victoryarizona.org. You can also connect with us on our Facebook page or by emailing victory at victoryarizona.org. We'd love to help you accept and follow Jesus Christ.